3: southern miss to, to the top you're tuned in to the eagle
5: hour all right good afternoon welcome to the eagle hour this is bob getty i'm in the southern bank studio in laurel this afternoon kelly sander and michael mergens back in hattiesburg at our studio there we're glad you're with us uh, wherever you're tuned in we have got Golden Eagle football player Coker Wright in the studio with us. He's going to be a guest throughout the show today. And later in the program, we're hoping that he will body slam Kelly Sander there in the Southern Bank Court <laughs> studio in Hattiesburg. Michael and I, Coker, really counting on that and uh, hope that uh, you can uh, not disappoint us before the hour is up. You know, Bob. Opening segment what, of the show is. Uh,
4: I was going to tell you one American. time in in a WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan tried to body slam Andre the Giant and wound up hurting his back. So that's the only thing I got going for me is well, the, my
5: you weight. You know, my, uh, so many times Michael and I have heard you say in the studio, you know, those offensive linemen, they're they're not very athletic. They're not good athletes, and so oh my, yeah, you know, we want to give you a chance to uh, to show that a little later with Coker in the studio. I, I never said that. Coker. The opening you know. segment sponsored by uh, Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program, Southern Miss Athletics, and, uh, and just great supporters in general. We hope that uh, you'll take your family soon uh, for a great meal at Dickie's Barbecue in Hattiesburg. Like we said, Coker Wright going to be joining us uh, a little later. Ben Winpigler is here with me and Laura. We're going to introduce him to our Eagle Hour listening audience as well. Upcoming, but right now we're going to talk basketball. Assistant coach Juan Cardona is on the bus with the basketball team, headed to Louisiana Lafayette for a big showdown tomorrow night. Thirteen and two Golden Eagles. Coach, uh, welcome to the Eagle Hour, and man, things are going pretty good.
2: Hey, um, uh, you guys can hear me? Yes, here you fine.
5: Yes, sir. You're okay, you're good.
2: perfect, perfect. and I appreciate you guys for having me and the program and. Yes, sir. Just so, so thankful to God uh, for the start that we had and the guys are locked in and everybody on the staff is as well.
4: This team you're going to play in uh, not- at Lafayette on, on Thursday, Coach, uh, they were projected to be one of the top teams in the entire conference. How problematic will they be? What's, what are some things you're looking to see out of the uh, Cajuns tomorrow night?
2: Well, they have, they have uh, uh, a, a big that that I mean, is it's a volume shooter that everything runs through him. And uh, we definitely have the game plan for him. But uh, it's going to take a team effort, you, you know what I mean? And, and just like uh, we go about it every game. But but we're ready for the challenge. And like I told you guys, they were pick number one. We were pick number 14. But uh, we have the plans in our head. So, you know, it do not really matter what they say about us. We know where we're going.
0: Bob, go
5: ahead. <laughs> You know, Coach, uh, at, at before the season ever started, I think you predicted to us that uh, the Golden Eagles were going to win the Sun Belt, and we sort of snickered a little bit. But after watching this team on the floor, the great start, the great chemistry, the way they play defense, the way they can get up and down the floor, I, I'm becoming a believer, Coach. I, I know you got to take one game at a time, but you got to really be optimistic about uh, about your chances in the new league.
2: No, no doubt, and I think, and I think it, it, everything starts with a vision. You know what I mean? Before, before you get the pro vision, and I think, and I think um, the the group of guys that we have, I think we all have in common that that uh, we all needed a chance. You know what I mean? And we all needed an opportunity, and I think Coach Coach Latner uh, pulled the trigger on all of us. You know, what I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? He, he gave us a chance to do what we do, and. And, and the kids are proving what they can do. Where before, where they were in other programs, they, they, they didn't have that opportunity. So I'm, I'm blessed to be part of this group. And, and like I said, I've been, I've been doing this since I was 18. I'm 44. Um, and, and when I see a championship team, I can, I can see it right away. And, and, and that's what we talked about. I mean, that's, if you're not going to play for a championship, what are you, what are you really playing for?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Makes sense to me, you know
5: yeah, go ahead, Kelly.
4: I was going to say Felipe Hase coach is not a secret to anybody anymore. I think going into the season, uh, he was a surprise to some teams and, and of course, all these teams it 's a tight brotherhood, they all talk, and I know that that they that 's the first place they go to other teams is to try to shut this team down is to is to shut down or contain shall we say Hase so what do we do differently if they 're successful in doing that?
2: No, I think I think Felipe um, has the ability to to play inside and out. And um, but I think for Felipe and, and AC, for Felipe and AC to be successful, we all got to be successful. You know what I mean? They have to. DeAndre got to be great. Timo got to be great. On um, um, the role players, Mo, the because if, if if they are doing and, and what they're capable of doing, and and, and they can be who they are. Then AC and Felipe will. I will, 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 will be able to do what they do. You know what I mean. But 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 whenever we have uh, uh, those teams focusing on them too, it's a greater opportunity for the other guys to step in, and they have done that throughout the season.
4: And a- AC, obviously Austin Crowley, but you know, and getting some good bench play uh, uh, coming off the the bench. You've had several different guys. Um, that are, have worked their way you know, in, into the lineup here, giving you good quality minutes, including
2: Armstrong. 100%. 100%. And I think that's a sign of a great team. When you have when you have a different guy or different guys every day stepping in and stepping, and stepping up, you know what I mean, uh, on, and meeting the challenge, it's a sign of a great team. Because if you have the same guy over and over again, you, you're predictable. You know what I mean? So we have the mentality of the next man up. So, so we do everything as a, as a collective group. Um, we play defense as a group. We, we play offense as a group. As a staff, we are. I don't think that's a that's a that's a staff that, that's more together in the country than us. So, I think if, if you want to lead um, um, on the floor, you got to lead, and in, in, in you got to be together and lead in the office. You know what I mean? So that can tra- translate down on the floor. And I think we have a great a great staff and a great group of kids, like I said. All
5: right, Coach, four games in a row on the road. You start out at Lafayette. They're tough in everything that you ever play them in. What, what have you got to do uh, to be as successful as you hope to be on these next four road games?
2: Well, I think we got to take care of the ball. Um, we got to play defense and stay together because these four games are going to be fools with up-and-down up and um, situations. So what we do is just we you gotta we gotta stay together on, on whatever part of the game, um, it, 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 whatever whatever part of the game we're, we're going through. You know what I mean? And um, the, the situation that, that, that we are we, uh, we that we are in that, that the kids have put themselves into is that okay? We're going on the road, but but we're not playing Lafayette. We're playing us. So so because we are our own enemy. You know what I mean? Um, we don't we don't see such-and-such such as our rivals. We, we see ourselves uh, uh, as, as, as the best enemy that we can play because it's an, a, it, it's an opportunity to see how good we can be. Because when, we, when it gets tournament yeah. time, you, gotta, you really got to be flowing and, and you, get, you really got to be on top of your game. Coach Juan
5: Cardona is with Last us. Last question for me. Let yeah, me ask ahead. him one question, Kelly, and then I'll get out. Uh, coach, uh, I observe you uh, in every game, and there's nobody exerting more energy, player or coach, in the building than you are. Uh, you're pretty animated <laughs> on the sidelines, that. Coach. Are, are you Are you tired at the end of the game?
2: I am. I, I am tired. I'm, a, I'm exhausted. But but that's a guy that that pulled the trigger <laughs> on me and his name is Jay Latner. so I'll do whatever I got to do for that man and 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 for the staff so whatever it takes that's what I'll do.
4: Coach Juan Cardona. You keep doing it, coach. Yeah, Coach Juan Cardona with us men's assistant basketball coach. I wanted to ask a question that I get asked got asked a lot at the App State uh, State game this past weekend is uh, what's the status in, on uh Neftali Alvarez uh, and when will when do we expect him back?
2: Oh, Nesta is, is is doing great. He uh, he went back to Puerto Rico and and he met is meeting with his doctor over there. And um I think I think it's about a week and a half away from coming back and ready to play. You know what I mean? So so we're excited about that. Um and and you it just be another piece of the puzzle. Uh and another winning piece that that, that we're looking for. As, as as, a collective
4: unit. Yeah, Bob, it's really important to note, too, because he was running the point before he uh, before he injured his ankle. He was running, running that right. point early in the season, and the Eagles essentially have won all these games without him. So to Coach Cardona's point, imagine how much even better now Southern Miss will be once he returns to the lineup in a couple of weeks.
5: No question. Coach, we're all
2: Yes, sir. But I think it goes back Go ahead, to sir. what I said in the beginning. You know what I mean? That we have an offensive system that is married to the defensive system. And I think the faces will change. But the idea is the idea. You know what I mean? We're going to play together. We're going we, we, to take offensive fouls. We're going to on as a group. We're going gonna to look for the guy who's hot. So it doesn't matter who's out there on the floor, even though sometimes it does. But, but, but for the whole idea, it doesn't because we're going to play the third the same way um, um, with with, with the guys that we have in the court all the time.
5: All right, Coach. Thank you very much for being on the show. Good luck to you guys. We'll all be watching tomorrow night.
2: Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys and, and looking forward to seeing you soon.
5: We'll be right back. Eagle Hour continues.
3: for the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
4: Thanks to men's assistant basketball coach Juan Cardona for his time with us today. He and the rest of the Golden Eagles on the buses as we speak, headed to Lafayette. Game one of a four-game road trip that starts in Lafayette tomorrow night and then Saturday up at Louisiana Monroe before heading over to uh, Marshall to play in a nationally televised game, the Eagles man rolling on the basketball court. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Book Mart. That's Campus Book Mart with a T. The bright yellow building right across from campus at Southern Miss. They've been a longtime supporter of this program and Southern Miss Athletics. You can get your... uh, your Lending Bowl Tree Championship t shirts are on sale now, as long as the latest basketball garb and baseball stuff will be getting in pretty soon. As uh, once the guys return from Christmas break, they will be hitting the baseball diamond. Campusbookmart.net 24 7. Joining us now in the studio in Hattiesburg with Bob Getty in Laurel, Coker Wright is with us now. Former, and that hurts to say, former Southern Miss football player, a native of Brookhaven, a graduate of Brookhaven High School. Started 32 games. At right guard for Southern Miss, actually played some games at center as well uh, during his career. He does have another year of eligibility, but uh, his back is getting to be a problem. He has shared with us, and we'll talk more about that. He is now retired as a football player <laughs> at Southern Miss. And Coker, it's great to have you here. Happy New Year! Absolutely, thank you for having me today, Mister Kelly. Man, way to go out on top, Lending Bowl. What did what did that mean to you guys, uh, particularly those
1: of you that were done either way? Oh man, it meant the world to us. We had a, a lot of guys that have stuck you know we were there since 19 when the last time we went to a bowl game and went through the the years of drought uh in in 20 and 21 and uh you know ending on the bowl win at the end of 22 was huge for us i know uh 2020 and 2021 were some rough years to be a golden eagle and uh man ending on that high of a note and you know being able to see that on a timeline for Southern Miss football and know that you're a part of that, it means the world, especially to the guys that have been there.
4: But, man, so you ended your career well. You started it well, too, making All-Conference USA as a freshman. A freshman coming in and getting that done. that That had to be pretty cool as well.
1: Well – Honestly, I had a chip on my shoulder my freshman year. Uh, two of my best friends I played high school football with, uh, went on, one one, of them, Trace Clopton, went on to be a, a freshman All-American at Southern, and uh, uh, my other friend went to Tulane and was an all-conference defensive uh, lineman, uh, Jeffrey Johnson, and... I came in with a chip on my shoulder. You know, I couldn't let my boys outdo me. So,
4: <laughs> Bob, Coker right, is a big dude, this uh, this chair sitting here next to me. Uh, and I know you've got some questions you'd like to talk to Coker about. Yeah,
5: Coker, I want to take you guys – I want to take you back to the bowl game. Uh, you guys uh, pretty much dominated the first half, and then Rice came out, and then they really took charge uh, out of the gate uh, at halftime. And then uh, you guys responded in a huge way. What was what was the mindset? What went on uh, amongst the players when Rice made that big charge and uh, and looked like they were trying to take control of the ball game?
1: Um, it was really just a uh, you know kind of find a way to to get control of the game back. You know, at that point, it kind of felt like we were had kind of uh, taken our foot off the gas per se, and um, we were really just trying to. Uh, rally the troops I guess and uh start getting stops on defense and start putting points on the scoreboard offensively
5: and as I, as I told you off the air and as our producer there Michael can attest, Kelly had some really bad things to say about you offensive linemen over the last few years we tried to tamp it down as best we could but of course you know he he really uh speaks his mind but in all seriousness there there was a there was a lot of criticism of you guys last year by the fan base, and, and I thought, and I, I told Coach Hall a couple of times during the season, that I thought the difference in this football team and previous football teams was the offensive and defensive line. And I also said that after the bowl game, all credit in the world to Frank Gore Jr. for breaking all those records, but my heavens, Coker, he he ran through some holes you guys created that, on a really good day, center might have been able to get through. I don't know if the holes were that big, but <laughs> that I could get through them. Well, uh, man. So, so your your thoughts about that, the improvement on the on the offensive and defensive line this year, Coker?
1: I know uh, as far as this past offseason went, we kind of came together, both offensive and defensive line, and we're like, you know, if games are to be won and lost, it will be on uh, our shoulders, as in any – Uh, football game games are won and lost on your offense and defensive line shoulders and uh we really put in the work this past off off season and and it was a huge uh get for us to be able to get coach sam Gregg from liberty and uh some of the expertise and things that he was able to teach uh offensive line in general was uh leaps and bounds from where we were I think he was a huge get for us as a hire for an offensive line coach Uh, but man I mean if you look we have several of the same uh, returning starters from 21 uh, that came back for us in 22 for the offensive line and uh, man those guys really put the work in in the off season in the weight room and uh, in the film room as well now now you played most of
4: your games at right tackle we did mention that you played some games at uh, no right guard I'm sorry uh, and you did play some games at center. To the layperson at home, and you hear this in the NFL all the time, well, we drafted him, you know, his natural position was X, but they're probably going to play him at Y. They probably shouldn't do that. To the layperson at home, Coker, an offensive lineman is an offensive lineman. Absolutely. You just block. But why is it so important that you that you have a certain position on that line?
1: Well, I know for me uh – God didn't bless me with very long arms to be a tackle. Uh, your, you know, your tackles usually go up against some of your better athletes uh, on the field. You have defensive ends that are six foot four, six five, and running four fives and four sixes, forties uh, off the edge, and uh, to where when you have your centers and your guards, who they're playing against is your taller, bigger guy that's anywhere from three fifteen to. 360 pounds in the middle and uh you want your more athletic guys on the edge and you want your stronger probably equally as athletic guys in the middle uh but i mean it's as my career went on at southern we uh I kind of became a utility player, so I had to learn a little bit of everything about all positions. I think uh, I started every position on the O-line except for left tackle by the end of my career. So, <laughs> But that's also a
4: tribute to you because you have to be smart to be able to make those adjustments and think literally on your feet.
1: It was a lot of time spent in the film room, uh, and I had a great group of coaches that poured into me. The, the whole time I was trying to learn all of – Everything I learned. <laughs> you, you talked about the the work that you guys put in in the off season,
4: including the lifts and so on. But it, it, it is the lifting and then the constant playing to where your back. This is this the thing with your back has kind of been ongoing. Um, so let's take let's go through the chronology if you don't mind, and then when you finally said, "Look, I just can't do this anymore."
1: Well, uh, it I first started having issues with my back the bye week before Middle Tennessee. Uh, in 2021 uh, that bye week I learned that I had a fracture in my L5 and uh, I'm hard headed when it comes to injuries and most athletes are (laughs) and I decided I was going to play anyways and uh, I started at Middle Tennessee and played 84 of the 85 snaps and uh, after that I ended my season early I just uh, the back pain for me was uh, too much to play on and I was couldn't sleep a whole lot, couldn't do uh really a whole lot of anything after that and uh I I fought back this off season and I just wanted to be able to finish out, get my degree and uh I was able to make that happen. So And so you did play with some pain this year. Yes, sir, absolutely. We um, I, I I worked really hard all week. My coaches made sure to take care of me during the off season as well. I didn't do spring ball this past year. Uh so I was able to really cushion what workload I had going on my back and kind of uh the where where it was as far as uh being healthy. So the the timing of you quitting Southern Miss football
4: obviously coincided with your graduating. I mean you Absolutely. you do have an extra year of eligibility, but why? Right? You've got your degree.
1: Yeah. So I mean I love football and if I had the body I had two years ago. I'd be coming back for another year, Bob. How many times have we said that? We had
4: the, the body we had two years
5: ago. Right? I'm not going to comment on that. Pat, right? <laughs> yeah. Talking to you about bodies. So, Coker, what's next for you now that you've gotten your degree, you've finished your football career? What 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 is your plan?
1: Well, uh, I got my degree and healthcare marketing and right now i'm looking to pursue a professional career in either pharmaceutical sales or medical device sales and uh i'm kind of in the uh job search right now i get to join the real world and leave the fantasy of a division one collegiate athlete behind well i
4: I happen to know though coker that you're to to be able to sell pharmaceuticals, you don't necessarily need a degree. There's a guy down at East 6th and Dabs in Hattiesburg that... Stop. I <laughs> stop, stop.
5: Stop. So, so Coker, you, you look back on uh, on your career at Southern Miss. Uh, is there is there one or two nights, days that really jump out at you, things that uh, you think you'll remember for a long time to come?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Probably my first game I ever played in, which was against Alcorn State in 2019. All
4: right. Can you hold that thought, Bob? And Coker, can you hang around another segment?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
5: We'll be right back. Eagle Hour will continue right after this break.
3: To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
5: All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, we're appreciative of all they do. They have a great lunch five days a week, Monday through Friday, for just $9.95. Always have the big game on TV, and, of course, always have a lot of good entertainment at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. want to remind you, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on a variety of uh, podcast forms. I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm not going to try to repeat them all. But every major podcast uh, platform, the uh, Eagle Hour is available, and we appreciate all of those that uh, tune in that way to our program as well. We've got Coker Wright in the studio with us, uh, offensive lineman for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And here in the uh, Southern Vancouver studio, here in uh, in laurel i'm I'm happy to introduce ben Winpigler who has just come to work here as our new general sales manager of our laurel affiliate and for a lot of you southern miss fans that buy tickets you know this young man he was uh, one of the athletic directors and in charge of ticket sales uh, at southern miss and uh, First of all, Ben, we're glad to have you join the SuperTalk family. Absolutely,
0: Bob. I'm excited to be here. Um, Athletic Athletic director is a little stretch. I was a kind of executive. I'm not quite as uh, as high up there as Jeremy, but uh, I had a great time at Southern Miss. You know, I was my alma mater. Did my undergrad and my graduate degree there, so I love Southern Miss. Uh, It's in my blood, but I'm really excited to be here in Laurel at talk. really excited to to be working with you all. So you're you're a guy that was born, raised, and educated here in Laurel. Absolutely. So I went to West Jones High School, graduated in 2014, um, then went on to Jones College, uh, did my associate's degree there, uh, then went to Southern Miss for two years um, and did my undergrad in sport management. Um, Ended up working, kind of got my job, uh, in athletics, working with the marketing department as a student worker, um, that kind of turned into some relationships um, in the athletic department. But I actually got my start in the ticket office um, as a student worker um, through mm-hmm. a class I was taking uh, for my undergrad. Um, ended up working there as a student worker and that turned into a full-time position at the ticket office. But yeah, I, I've been in Laurel my whole life, though but I, I still lived only lived in outside of Laurel. The two years I was in college, and then one year after me and my wife got married. So, uh. oops.
4: I think we might have just uh, lost him again. Uh, Bob Getty was talking with uh, Rob Winpigler, uh, or Ben Winpigler. Uh, Rob is his dad. <laughs> and I remember his dad, Rob, when he was writing for the Laurel Leader Call. So the Winn-Pigler name uh, has been in the area and always, always uh, true black and gold fans, the Win pigler family. Hopefully uh, Bob and Ben can rejoin us in a minute as we continue our discussion with uh, Coker Wright, who is uh, done as a Southern Miss football Golden Eagle, a junior because of the COVID year. He actually has another year, but graduated, has walked, has gotten his degree. So uh, he's ready to move on with flying. Before the commercial break, Coker, we were talking about uh, some of the some of your memories wearing the black and gold. Obviously, the, everybody's going to remember that first game, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, so growing up, you always you know as an athlete, you always dreamed of playing in front of big crowds. And uh, I remember running out. It's actually funny. It's uh, a very common picture that people post. Uh, but my first game, we played against Alcorn State. And I want to say we had thirty-five thousand people there. We were almost completely packed at the rock, and uh, it was just a roaring atmosphere. And in this picture, you can see me running out. I was seventeen years old when I got to Southern, and my eyes—they look like balloons. It was—it <laughs> was awesome. And uh, probably second to that one, I would say uh, probably the two-lane game. I had we had some hatred built up for them, and uh, and they're and they're coming back next year. They I sure get, are. Uh,
4: Southern Miss and Tulane get to play again next year. You know, sports to me are a lot because because you uh, you learn just as much off the field as you do on. Oh, what absolutely. are what are some traits that you have picked up, not just necessarily at Southern Miss, but from playing sports, Cooker, Right, that you, that will carry you for the rest of your life.
1: Oh man, i I'd, I'd have to say probably just being able to compete uh is is a huge one uh you know life is full of competition we have you know when it comes to jobs or grades or anything else and uh being competitive being able to work well with others uh being able to work with strangers uh and really, just being able to work well in a team environment is probably some of the bigger things that it taught me.
4: Yeah, working with strangers and there's nobody stranger person. There's nobody stranger than me, <laughs>
1: so, so, and, and we can no work question. together. Yeah, no
4: Bob. Question. Bob, good to have you back now with us.
5: Okay. Yeah, we had some technical issues. Dropped the line here, for, but we were introducing Ben Winpigler, uh, who handled ticket sales at Southern Miss, now part of the. Uh, Super Talk family, and again, we're really glad to have you here.
0: Well, I'm really excited to be here, Bob. You know, I, like you were saying before, I, I've grown up in Laurel and, and seen this station downtown my, my whole life, or for the last 10 or 11 years, as long as it's been here. And, you know, it's like I, we talked about, you know, people see that it's here, but I, I'm really excited to make, you know, WLAU kind of the radio station in Laurel. Um, you know, we've got a lot of good things going here. Laurel is a great town, and I I just want to help people realize that. No question. You know, Michael,
5: uh, jumping here, I I don't do the show from this studio often, but, man, this is just as cool as it gets being in downtown Laurel. And, Michael, I I just see hundreds of people walking up and down the street here every time I'm over here.
3: Yeah, just because of the, the television show based out of there, the cars, small across the country. I've been down there a few times and just run into people. There was a couple from Japan that were taking pictures outside the station. Go figure. (laughs) Kelly's looking at me like, what? Shocking. Um, And yeah, it's just—it's crazy, the people from all over the the country that are coming just to Laurel, and the fact that that studio is down there. And I've told you before, there was a radio station where I grew up that was in the mall that you could walk in, and they had windows, you could watch them broadcast. That's cool. And that memory stands out as a kid, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into radio. So when we put the station there, uh, yeah, 10, 11 years ago, it was just such a perfect idea that people can walk downtown you can look in the studios you can see what's going on and it's it's very unique especially nowadays where so many radio stations are in tall buildings that right, are right. are in offices and all that so it's
5: yeah. it uh, really has that hometown feel i would just say to anybody that listens to the eagle hour around the state if, if you haven't been to downtown laurel you really ought to come one evening and Look, you'll be amazed at how many shops there are down here, how many restaurants, how, how many lights and how much activity there is. Uh, it, it's just a, a really cool place and uh, we're really happy uh, to be back down here. You know, Coker, uh before before we let you go, want to first of all thank you for the uh hard work that you guys put in and and and, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, players like you got to be part of the resurgence of our football program and I just wondered, do you do you guys have a full understanding? You think of how important that is to all of us that have followed Southern Miss football for many years uh, to see the team back like it was this past year.
1: Um, I, I can definitely speak for majority of my team and saying, yes, sir, we do. Uh, growing up, especially your Mississippi guys, I remember growing up and and hearing about how good Southern Miss was and uh in 2011 with the conference championship and uh growing up where i did we were a good mix of mississippi state Ole miss and southern and uh man i really wanted to see southern be back to a you know one of the top tier group of five programs in the country and i think that uh we're definitely on our way to that so,
5: yeah, as you leave the program, what are your thoughts of just how much improvement you think we'll continue to see?
1: Uh, I can say this I will be very surprised if we're not in contention for the conference championship in the next year. Uh, and, and you know, I, I will be pumped for my guys for that. Uh, but I, I think the sky's the limit for us right now. I think we have a really good fan base when we're winning, and uh, As of right now, I don't think we're going to slow down doing that anytime soon.
5: Well, uh, you were a big part of that. And and all of you guys uh, on the O-line and the D-line really, really turned things around for us all this year. And, uh, you know, I, I, for one, I think I speak for an awful lot of Southern Miss fans when I thank you, uh, young man, for your contribution and and the role you played in helping uh, get this program back where we all want it.
1: Well oh, absolutely well the city of Hattiesburg and the University of Southern Mississippi has been very kind to me and uh I wish I could repay half of what it's given me so
5: yeah, <laughs> glad to have you on the program, and uh, this will be the last time you have to be around Kelly Sanders. So that's another positive. That's not necessarily
1: true.
4: And as Forrest Gump said, "Well, that's all I'm going to say about that." <laughs> but, but I wanted to say to Ben uh, Winpingler, Bob, while you've got him there, Ben, it's, you're just going to have to forgive me. That I'm probably going to call you Rob. For the for, Jeez. for the first five or six times I see you because of, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing, but the legacy that your dad uh, left has left behind as a as a as a great Southern Miss guy who who was an old school writer, mm-hmm. which uh, sports writers there there aren't many of them around anymore, and your dad was a good one.
0: Yeah, he he really was. You know, he he started out in the paper industry um, working in. Louisiana I believe and then moved over to Laurel with the uh, leader call and then Taylorsville and and, you know he loves sports that's kind of where it it came from with me Uh, you know he's a baseball coach out of Heidelberg and he's uh, he's taught me everything I know so um, he he really is a great guy His dad's pretty
5: well known over here. Yeah. I, I've run into that Kelly. A lot of a yeah. lot of people, yeah. a lot of people talk about well, his father.
0: Well, well, I'll tell you this: if you meet Rob Winpikler once, you won't forget him. I promise you that.
5: <laughs> ah, the day of sports writers and newspapers. Yeah. I, I miss that terribly. Me too. When, Kelly and I talk about that a lot, but um, yeah, that, that's an era that's gone, and unfortunately, uh, that's a loss for all of us. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, everybody's writing. Uh, you know, checking stuff out online now, but uh, you know, maybe my dad,
3: the Eagle hour, Southern miss to the top.
4: Thanks to Coker, Wright, Former Southern miss football player and offensive lineman who just graduated, as we mentioned, does have a year of eligibility left, but with some back issues, he said he was uh, perfectly content and, and ready to move on with his life. Thanks Coker for being on the show today in, uh, in his years at Southern miss, uh, primarily, a right guard. This segment of the program brought to you by our friends at D1 and D-Bat Training Facility. You know, as we've got a, had a lot of rain here lately, temperatures will you know go up and down. You're never really sure whether the kids are going to be able to get outside. Uh, it's time to start thinking baseball and softball, particularly if you're a travel ball player. And uh, the weather's always sunny and comfortable inside D1 and D-Bat. The weight training side on one side, baseball and softball on the other side cages. You can actually set the pitching machines to throw exactly what kind of pitches you want. You'll have to check it out. D1 and D-Bat training in Hattiesburg. Sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Congratulations to Austin Crowley of the Southern Miss men's basketball team. He was named the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week. Kind of some great numbers he put together, Bob. First of all, he had 30 points against App State. He shot 61%, a little bit over 61% uh, for the weekend and and actually uh, shot did well from the free throw line as well and is is really has really made a name for himself since transferring from old miss 10 for 14 from the field against uh app state man he's been playing really really well so congratulations to again austin crowley the sunbelt conference player of the week he's from southern miss
5: yeah i don't get ahead of myself and and i know how you have to take one game at a time but you know you you see a team that has the balance of a felipe jose and an Austin Crowley and, and these other guys, uh, and the depth that they can bring off the bench, and you don't really see any drop off in their ability to score or play defense uh, when they bring in substitutes. Uh, Kelly, how far can this team go? I mean, can, can they win the Sun Belt Conference? Well, to go further with what you were saying, when you have
4: all those guys that you can bring in, you start getting into what other coaches will say the, the other team's legs. When teams aren't as deep and you can constantly bring in a fresh set of legs that runs the same system. I, th- I thought it was really uh, poignant what Coach Cardona said in the first segment today, that it's not so much about the players that Southern Miss has as the system it's running. And you simply plug the players into that system. But when you have the number of players with the abilities that they have that you bring in off the bench, then you wear some of these other teams down. And I think that that's going to be critical as Southern Miss goes forward. So, yes, to answer your question, I do think this team and, – and Juan Cardona, we did. I mean, you you said it. We kind of snickered and thought that he might have been medicated when he said prior to the season that this team can win the Sunbelt Conference. Um, but, again, in fairness to us, they won, what, four games all last year or whatever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven games? I don't even remember. Uh, many basketball fans want to forget last year. But – this team is rolling, and they're confident, too. They're playing with some swag, swagger, and uh, that that makes a difference. It sure does. This this well, Louisiana you, game will be a good test.
5: You know, you have to have athletes to be successful in any sport, but can there be any question now that those people last year that were saying Jay Ladner just couldn't coach Division One basketball, is there any question they were wrong? He clearly – you give him some talent on his team, and, and he can coach, and he can organize – and he can uh, and lead a really successful program.
4: I think furthermore, Bob, he he has decided to – lots of times coaches want to be really iron-fisted and they want to do everything, pretty much. But Jay has, has had, had the maturity and the leadership to say, okay, this – and I mentioned Juan Cardona. This guy can help my program. with With his skill set as a coach, he can help us do this. He brought in some other assistant coaches and said they can help us do that where and so he's kind of he's obviously the the boss right and everybody reports to him but he's letting everybody do their job and he's letting other guys coach and i think that's a sign of of maturity and confidence so i think that's important
5: yep um uh, exciting to see but uh yeah this big test coming up here now four four road games <clears throat> all back to back to back to back that that's going to be a tough challenge and uh yeah, you know, if they could come out of that three and one, that'd be successful. Am I
4: right? And the fact that the game with Marshall, which uh, both teams just two games into the season, but both teams, you know, at the top of the standings in the Sun Belt, the fact that ESPN moved that Marshall game with Southern Miss to a prime time in one of the big ESPN channels tells you that even television executives now are starting to notice uh, this Southern Miss team. And so it's another chance under a bigger stage to perform well. And then they come home against a South Alabama team that has, has not played up to par this year, is really underperforming. Uh, and it, but, and it, James Madison, I think, then is, is the game after South Alabama that they, that they have to take on. And that'll be the first time that we'll play James Madison. We, meaning Southern Miss, will play James Madison in any sport. So they're getting some of, these tougher, some of the tougher teams that are projected to finish in the upper half of the conference out of the way early. Um, so that'll be a good litmus test as to see how they're going to shake out you know, come, come tournament time. And who knows? The Sun Belt could wind up actually being a two-team league this year. I know all the teams are hoping that that's the case.
5: All right, we'll see. That wraps it up. We'll be back on the air tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and I want to thank our guests for coming in today. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Thanks to Michael for stepping in and uh, producing the show ably, as he always does. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and until then, Southern Miss. To the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping,
2: slipping, slipping into the future. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle
5: to the sea.